Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. I was up in Lombok off Indonesia in 2019 before COVID hit and I was diving off Gila Meno and there's this most incredible series of sculptures called The Nest there and it was a very, very surreal experience. I've since found that the sculptor, the man who made those, his name is Jason DeCarey's Taylor and he's English and I've tracked him down in London because... Jason, welcome to TellMeWhereToGo.com. You've done very, very many of these sculptures. You call them museums, but you've done them pretty much all over the world, haven't you? Uh, Yes, yeah, I've certainly worked in a few places and created over a thousand different artworks now. That's just amazing because these things are lifelike or they or when you're diving around them they seem to be a bit bigger than lifelike really and it is a marvelous experience what gave you the idea or the incentive to start making sculptures that can be seen only by people who dive into them I think you know there's many different reasons when I first started but you know I think first and foremost it was certainly an environmental action you know it was about using art to create natural reefs to increase marine biodiversity and also to sort of help manage tourism impact so there was a range of reasons and each one of those reasons changes according to the destination i've worked so yeah and it's been a really interesting last 15 years i understand that as well as being a sculptor you're also a professional underwater photographer and i guess it would have been your love for the marine environment was it that really gave you a much of that inspiration yes i mean you know i've had a, a relationship you know i actually lived in asia when i was young i lived in malaysia and i was very fortunate i got to experience some really you know pristine habitats and you know travels throughout uh, indonesia yeah. and australia and pacific so i was very fortunate and actually later on in life i worked on the great barrier reef in australia as a diving instructor oh okay so later on when i studied art it was a very sort of natural progression to place my works you know in the sea well i know you've got the barrier reef in queensland You've also got other major projects in Mexico, the Bahamas, Spain, and your latest one is in the waters off Cyprus, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I've literally just returned from Cyprus a week ago, and I spent the last sort of six weeks installing an underwater forest. So it was over 93 different sculpture works, kind of hybrid forms that resemble a forest and, and have a series of sculptures placed within it when you're commissioned to do this work do they say this is what we want we want uh, these sorts of forms or do you go there i imagine you must go and dive on the site first and, and is that where you get your ideas from how do you get the ideas for each of the different works that you do it, it does vary a lot according to the location i do some initial site visits some studies to see what is the best site and the best conditions and also you know take on all the kind of local cultural stories that that i'd like to incorporate the local sort of geography and and flora and fauna again it really varies you know some destinations sort of give me complete carte blanche and say you can create what you like or another ones have a, a more specific brief that they want to adhere to so 
yeah, it really changes. And, you know, I, I try to sort of do something that I haven't really done in, in each new project. When you make these sculptures, I mean, they're going to be sitting underwater for a very long time. Is there any special manufacturing process or whatever that make them, say, last a little bit longer? Because eventually they're going to be covered in some sort of uh, sea life, aren't they? Of course. I mean, that, that's obviously the objective is to you know, to, for them to change and be colonised and evolve. And that's really sort of been the, the main purpose. And as an artist, that's the most exciting element. They're not s- static artworks. They're mm. things that are constantly changing and evolving. And as such, I've had to sort of invest a lot of time and energy in researching materials and techniques that are suitable for, you know, quite harsh environments. So all the works I create are designed to make reefs, you know, which in yes. some cases can take hundreds and thousands of years to form. So... The materials have to have properties that, that will last that long. The installation, that must be very tricky as well because in some places there'd be fairly harsh currents, etc. You always get storms in no matter how calm uh, places. There, there'll always be some severe storms each year. So how do you combat that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely a big challenge. And working underwater is slightly different because most public sculpture or, 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 or public structures tends to have some metal forms within it as armature or reinforcement and I, and I can't use any of those really so it, it is a big challenge and it's it's all about having the right logistics in place and and also having the right weather conditions to actually install the project I did in australia yep you know i think it was over 250 tons that we had to wow. take out you know 10 kilometers <laughs> to the great barrier reef so it was a huge challenge the one on the great barrier reef it's actually fantastic because you've got like a, well, I suppose it's like a triangular sort of archway there and then there's benches in which, I'm going to call them your people because that's what they are, aren't they? They're your people are sitting on benches, etc. And it looks like when you go there, you can just sort of swim underneath this arch and just greet the permanent locals. That particular project is a, an underwater greenhouse. So it's a sort of contemporary designed one that has a series of local and, and indigenous people working with it and planting coral and, and sort of caring for their environment. And, and it's meant to be a sort of have a wider metaphor. Now, you were talking about before about the conditions. In Norway, you've actually built a sculpture that is sited under the Norwegian winter ice. Can I suggest to you that perhaps uh, during the cooler months there are not going to be a lot of people that can admire that from close up? <laughs> yes, de- definitely in the, in the winter. it's Yeah, you need to have a, a bit of purpose to visit it. You obviously have to cut a hole in the ice and, and have quite a bit of training in order to, to see the works. But during the summer, it's the opposite. They're actually incredibly accessible. You know, they're only 10 metres from the shore and, it, you know, it's very easy to snorkel out there. There's actually a platform just next to it, like a, a snorkeling platform that allows children from the local art centre to go and explore the works. Yes, but it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, I thought working in a Norwegian fjord wouldn't have the same kind of yeah. life that, you know, working on a tropical reef would have. But it's been really interesting. In fact, it's been incredible how the sculptures have changed. They've developed these beautiful orange kind of sponges and tunicates and I've seen seals on them, you know, yeah. schools of fish. There's even been seagulls that dive down and eat some of the mussels that are on the surfaces. So 
it's been yeah quite rich in, in marine life. As an environmentalist, that must give you great joy to have that reaction from various marine creatures and birds, etc. To really get fully involved in your sculptures, if you like. Oh, certainly, you know that's the golden reward at the end yeah. of it all. You know, I get to go to some of these places that. You know, when I first visited, there were stretches of sandy seabed yeah. or empty fjords. And then when I go back to visit, it's kind of teeming with life. And, and I think you can have lots of opinions about art and whether you like it or whether you don't like it. And at the end of the day, you know, when I go back to these places and see an increase in wildlife, it's very rewarding. It must be. I have to say, the other thing is, being in the locations wherever they are around the world, you're not going to get the same sort of traffic as you would if they were perhaps in the main foyer of the Louvre, would you? You People that go and look at your sculptures, your underwater sculptures, your museums, they really have to be committed to do it, don't they? Oh, certainly. Obviously, nowadays, it's very different being able to share my work. I think if I started this 20 years ago, it would have been uh, certainly a lot more niche. But because I've invested so much time in, in documenting it, it does seem to be quite sort of widely shared. But ultimately, you know, one of my main aims is to really encourage people to go underwater, to you yeah. know, to see how precious and, and how unique these underwater systems are and, and how we urgently need to start protecting our oceans and seas. You've been described as a Jacques Cousteau of the art world. That is quite an honour, I reckon. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> I'm very fortunate, you know, to be doing a job I love and, you know, and get, getting to visit such incredible places. It's just been wonderful speaking to you. As I say, I have personal experience on diving on your museums. It is absolutely fantastic to be in that environment and to see the work up close. It's just fantastic. Congratulations that you're doing something that is truly unique and Really quite breathtaking when you experience it. Thanks, sir. Yeah, appreciate that. I've been speaking to Jason DeCarys Taylor. He's an underwater diver. He's a sculptor. And I tell you what, you must have the most amazing imagination to come up with some of the works that you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes. Maybe to my detriment some days. Sometimes it all works out. Jason, thank you very much for speaking to us on tellmewheretogo.com. No problem, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We look forward to hearing you back again soon. Mm -hmm.